Welcome back everyone. We just got done talking about the 10 circular sfirot and today we're going to start talking about in more detail the 10 linear sfirot. So first we're going to start off with the Ari. Chelek bet perek bet of the first book of Tamudas sfirot. Vatana ve'el sheni sheyesh be'yud sfirot. Now we will now we will explain the second aspect that there is within the 10 sfirot. Which is this concept of the linear light or direct uh, direct light. And you, you can imagine it as three lines. Like it is the upper man. This is all very cryptic. We'll explain in detail soon. The way that this line goes, that it spreads from above to below, from the top of the roof, the Ari says, of the uppers of the first circle, until below the, the end of all of the circles, from above to below, is, has included within it ten sfirot, ten spiritual levels, in the secret of the image of a stand of a standing person that is full. Again, very cryptic statement. We will get into it. Kalul Meramachevarim that has all 248 bone segments. They're drawn through this three-line system of left, right, and central. Kalul miyut beklalut. It includes within, includes within it all of the ten sfirot. Vekol mehem nifretet liyut sfirot adenkets. And every single sfira within the ten sfirot has within it its own ten sfirot, and each one of those has within it its own ten, ten sfirot, and it continues with no end. So that was very interesting information. Let's go to Rav Ashlag so we can understand it. So this is when, when the Ari said Merosh Gag from the top of the roof of the circle. Meaning what? The Keter of any given world or any given Sphira is called the roof of that Sphira or of that world. And the malchut of any given world or sphira is called the, the ground of that sphira or world. And like we said before, the uppermost circle, the most elevated of the circular sphirot, is ketel. And the roof of this Keter circle. This is the Keter of the Keter. Meaning, it's the Keter level of the, of the circular Sphira of Keter. So what is this image of a man that we're talking about? The dressings, or which, which is what we're going to call Lebushim. But really, it just means so it's what holds the lights. 
Amochin literally translates to minds, but here we're talking about light that comes from, from the source, which is the head. So the light comes from there, so we call it the minds, or we're just going to call them lights. Mechunim b'shem tzelem. So the things that dress, the things that are capable of holding these lights from the source, are called an image, tzelem. Milishon tzel, from the word tzel, which means shadow or shade. Ve'arad e'yosher ha'kula migim al-sfirot ha'rishonot. And this linear light that is include that has included within it the first three sfirot ketel chokman bina mechuna b'shem adam is called adam man mitam shemekabel gar bilvushim detzelem vuhu inyan aroch sheen kan mikomo so Rav Ashlag is telling us here in a very uh, in a very short manner that it's called adam because of the way that it receives the lights. What exactly that means, Rav Ashlag tells us that this is not the place to explain it, and we will go further into it at a later point. So, what is this full? What is this fullness of the of the man that's standing straight up that we talked about? The head of every sphira and spiritual system, who is so what we call the head is the first three sfirot, Keter, Chochma, and Bina. Vezayna sfirot atachtonot, chesed gulot yifelot netzach olu yesod malchut, shebechol sfirot parzuf, nivchanot, nivchanat guf, shelotot sfirot parzuf. And the body of any given sfira or spiritual system is chesed ter malchut. The last seven sfirot is what we call the body. Okshem besedel, and when they are in their correct order, that the light, meaning that the lights that are supposed to, that, that come from the head of the source go to the vessels of, to go to the head vessels of the vessel, meaning the light that comes from Ketel Chochman Bina goes to the vessels that are Ketel Chochman Bina. And the lights of the last seven go to the vessels of the last seven. That's when the system is called the owner of a full koma, a full level. But basically it's referring to this idea that all of the light is in the vessel that pertains to it. But if, for example, you have the light of the body, the light of the lower seven, in the vessels of the upper three, but you don't have within the vessels of the upper three the light that are supposed to go there, then this system is called that it doesn't have this full level. Because this concept of the head is not considered more than the concept of the body when, when what, so when the when the vessels of the head, and stay with me here, when the vessels of the head only have the lights of the body, meaning we have the vessels of Keter Chochma and Bina, and we have the lights 
of Zat, of the lower seven, Chesed, Vratiferet, Netzachod, Yesod, Malchut, and those lights go into the head vessels, then the head vessels are now on the same level as the body vessels. And we're not talking about a physical head and body here. This is all just metaphors for a spiritual system. But when the head vessels have the same light that's supposed to go to the body vessels, they are now not considered any better than the body vessels because they don't have the light that pertains to them. They only have the same light that the vessels below them would get anyway. And this is what we call the draining of the head. That, why is it drained? Because it's drained of the light that it's supposed to come. So we said these 248 bone segments. What does that mean? I'm not sure if there are actually 248 bone segments in the human body. If there are any scientists in the audience, please, I would love to know. Perush, but what it means spiritually, is Ramach Abchinot Shel Chesed. There are 248 aspects of chesed. Meaning what? So within chesed, within the sphere of chesed, there are 248 aspects that translate to, in the physical world, the 248 bone segments that we have. What exactly that means, Rav Ashlag tells us that they will be explained later. I know we're, we're leaving a lot for later, but right now we're setting up a new concept, this new concept of the linear vessels and the linear light. Okay. Next part of the Yari. Hine yesh be'adam atachton he'ibchinot orot. In the lower man, Remember, when we say higher and lower, we're talking about spiritually higher and lower. There are five types of light. Shem, Hanefesh, Ruach, Neshama, Chaya, Yechida. Which are Nefesh, which is the lowest level of the soul, Ruach, one up level of the soul, then Neshama, Chaya, and Yechida. And they are five different levels, and one is above another. Nefesh being the lowest, Yechida being the highest. And that's the secret. So that's the secret. There's a prayer that we say every Rosh Chodesh on the first day of every Hebrew month. There's a prayer that we say at the end called Bless my soul. It says that phrase five times in this prayer. One, one bless my soul for each part of the soul. Like it says in the Talmud, in Masechet Lachot, that this is corresponding to the five parts of our soul. Okay, what does that have to do with everything we just talked about? There is no, this is Rav Ashlag now, there is no existence in all of the worlds, whether it's the upper worlds, whether it's this world, that, doesn't, that isn't divided into the ten sfirot. Okay. Which are the four phases. So 
if you go back a couple of classes, remember we talked about there are three three ways to talk about the tense filot. There's the tense filot themselves. There's the four phases. And now this third way we find we're going to use it now is so the five parts of the soul. And they're all really talking about the same system from a different aspect. And that's what it, that's what the Ari meant when he said that even in us and the man that lives in this world, there are five parts of the soul, meaning even we are divided into ten sfirot and four phases and five parts of the soul. And they're all talking about the same thing. So now we're going to talk about when each when we're talking about each aspect of the same system. So sometimes we call it ten sfirot, sometimes we call it four phases, and sometimes we call it five parts of the soul. How do we know when we're talking about what? So Ravashlag tells us the vessels of the ten sfirot are, are called ketel chokhmah bina, zeranpin. And Malchut. Zeranpin includes everything from Chesed to Yesod. Chesed, Vuatiferet, Netzachot, Yesod. That's Zeranpin. Vaharot Shebaem, Nikraim, Yechidachaya, Neshma, Ruach, Nefesh. The lights that go into these vessels are called Yechidachaya, Neshma, Ruach, Nefesh, the five parts of the soul. Yechida is the light that goes to the vessel of Ketel. Chaya is the light that goes to the vessel of Chokhmah. Neshama is the light that goes to the vessel of Bina. Wach is the light that goes to the vessel of Zeranpin. And Nefesh is the light that goes to the vessel of Malchut. So each light is dressed in or is held by the vessel that corresponds to it. Kvayadata so when the Ari said that each of the five parts of the soul, one is higher than the other, we've already covered that when we're talking about higher and lower spiritually, we're talking about how materialized it is versus how pure it is, how close in form it is to the endless. So when we say that Yechida is the highest of the five parts of the soul, that means it's the least materialized. Back to the Ari. So, if we look at the ten circular Sfirot, they have everything we just talked about, meaning what? Orot Vekelim, they have light in vessel. Va'onechelak, and then the light splits. Lo'oprimi ve'omekif, two inner light and surrounding light. And the vessel is also split into what? To the inner part of the vessel and the outer part of the vessel. And the same applies to the ten linear sfirot in this drawing of a man. The, the ten linear sfirot also have of themselves light and vessel and the light splitting into inner light and surrounding light, and the vessel splitting into the inner part of the vessel and the outer part of the vessel. Okay, but what does all that mean? 
הערות הם נרן חי והכלים הם כוכב זון קטן. So what does it mean that there's light and vessel? It means that, so the, the light that we're talking about is nefesh, ruach, neshama, chaya, yechida, the five parts of the soul, that's the name that we give it. And the name that we give the vessel is ketah chokhma bina, zelan pein and machut, depending on which light and which vessel we're talking about. What does it mean that the light split? Va'or nechelat. Inyan itchalakut aruchani, hi misibat shinoi etzora shitchadesham. So we've already covered that whenever we say that two things, two spiritual things are separate, it means that there's a difference in form. We don't mean physically separate or far away from each other because there is no space. So we're talking about a difference in form. What's the difference in form here in the light? Anything that we say is above something else, it means that it's more pure, less materialized. And everything that's below, meaning it's more materialized. This difference in this difference in materialization, which is a difference in form, it one thing separates itself from another, and it becomes lower than it. If one system gains some sort of quality that makes it more materialized, it is now a new second system that is more materialized than where we were before. But remember, every time we have a change in form, it doesn't mean that the original form goes away. We just add a new one. And it's known, we've said, that light is spread from above to below. So whatever, so whatever system is receiving the light, it gets it from the system above it. Therefore, it must be that when any system receives light, it has to receive it with the most elevated part of the system. Why? And the only way that the upper level can give light is through its lowest level. Because then you have a similarity in form. Let's say the light is going from Ketel to Chokhmah. Chokhmah is slightly more materialized than Ketel. So the two closest parts of Ketel and Chokhmah to each other is going to be Malchut of Ketel and Ketel of Chokhmah. Because if you, if you did straight from Ketel of Ketel, that's a whole Sfira difference between, between that and Ketel of Chokhmah. That's pretty different. It's not going to have very similarity of form. The light is not going to want to go there. Because when, when we say that the light spreads out, spiritual systems only, only come together when there's a similarity in form. So the light can't go anywhere where, where it's too different. So the lower, more materialized part of the upper system, the one that's giving, it 
it has a similarity to the most elevated part of the lower system. And we find and therefore, because of this rule, we find that it's it's not possible for the lower system to get all of the light that it's supposed to get. Meaning what? It can only receive a small part. Why? It can only receive the amount that the uppermost part of its vessel, the most elevated part of its vessel, can receive because that's the only part that has a similarity in form with the light coming from above. But the rest of the parts of, of the receiving end that aren't so pure, that are not that are still pretty materialistic, are forced to stay without the light that is coming to them. Because of this change in form from the system that is giving the light. Okay, so we've established this rule. The light can only go from the lowest part of one system to the highest part of the next system, and the rest of that system has to stay empty because it's too material. It's too materialized. It's not pure enough. It's not high enough. Okay. So what does it have to do with the light splitting? And therefore, So because of this, we have the light that is supposed to go to the lower level is split into two categories. One category of light is the light that goes to this highest part of the lower of the lower system that it actually can receive. This small amount of light, this small measure that that it, that the lower system can receive, is called inner light. It's not called inner light of the above system. It's called inner light of the below system. The inner light of the below system. But this other category of light, what's what do we say about the rest of the light that that it couldn't go into the system? It's that this second category includes all of the light that's left. That it can't be received because of this change in form. So we talk about it as if it stays in this upper level. And it doesn't come down to the lower level. And it's called surrounding light. Why surrounding light? It surrounds the lower level. It doesn't go into the lower level because the lower level can't receive it, but it surrounds it. And again, we're not talking about physical surrounding. I'm doing this with my finger to emphasize the point of surrounding. We're saying as if that it shines on it from afar, even though it's not dressed within it, meaning even though it's the lower level is not actually holding this light, it's shining on it from afar. That it's called a shining from afar and it's only a little bit. 
מסוגל לזכך את בחינות האביות שבתחתון. And this shining from afar, watch this, it's fascinating. This shining from afar actually has the ability to purify and to take away this, material, this materialized part of the lower level, and it actually purifies it. עד שישתוו צורות כל הבחינות שבתחתון עם צורת העליון, until every aspect of the lower level now has been elevated to the point where it has this similarity in form with the upper level. And then it'll be able to receive all the rest of the light that it's supposed to get in the normal way of the light coming to the vessel. And this is called the entrance of the surrounding, meaning the, light, the surrounding light. It works on the lower level and it works on the lower level until it gets so elevated that I can now actually receive the light and then the light goes in to the lower level. Klomar, meaning to say, that this surrounding light entered the lower level and is now dressed in the vessels of the lower level. That now, now that everything has been purified and now that everything is elevated, it's all considered in this aspect of the first category of inner light, of the light actually being in the vessel. So that was what we mean when the light splits. Again, that's the inner light and the surrounding light. The inner light is when it just comes directly into the lower level. And surrounding light is when it does this extra step because it can't go directly into the lower level because the lower parts of the lower level are not elevated enough. The surrounding light works on it from the outside and slowly it elevates it and it purifies it until the point that the lower levels have been elevated to the point that they're all the same and then the light can enter. So now we're going to talk about what does it mean that the vessel splits? Since we have this light that split, into inner light and surrounding light, so now we have two styles of receiving within the vessel. So you have receiving to the inside of the vessel, and receiving from the outside of the vessel, because we, again, we had the inner light comes directly into the vessel, and the surrounding light works on it from the outside until it purifies the vessel to the point where then it can go inside. But there's this stage where it's receiving it from afar, shining from afar, from the outside of the vessel. What does all this mean? So, we have the, in, the inner light that goes into the vessel, and you have the surrounding light that is purifying it. It's considered that it is received through the outside of the vessel. What does it mean that it's received from the outside of the vessel? It means that it's not dressed within the vessel at all. It's not, the vessel is not holding it. And this concept of separating into the inner part of the vessel and the outer part of the vessel, that we're talking about, that we're talking about with the vessel, 
is is there because we're talking about the difference in purity or and materialization of the vessel. Because only the most materialized part of the vessel, is actually capable of receiving the inner light. Because, as we've said many times before, the main part of the receiving force within the emanated is phase four, which is also the most materialized part. The first three phases are not, are not capable of actually receiving something in the sense of inner light. They can't have anything inside of them. The only reason the first three phases are there are so, is so that the fourth phase can be revealed. And therefore, every vessel is defined by its fourth phase. So this fourth phase is called the inner part of the Kli, the inner part of the vessel, because that's where all the light goes. You have a cup. The inside of the cup is where you pour everything into. So what do we talk? What do we, what do we say about the other three phases? They themselves do not receive light. They're, we talk about them as if they are surrounding the fourth phase. Similarly to a physical vessel. So, I don't know if you've ever looked at a wooden bowl, but sometimes they cut the wood so that it looks like there was multiple layers to it. Kind of like the rings of a tree. And, you know, it, it, it almost looks like you, like you can peel it out. So if you look at that, and Lashlik says that you can use this physical example. Again, remember that it's, it's not, we're not actually talking about a physical bowl. But if it helps you understand, the inside of the bowl where you're going to pour your where you're, you're going to pour your cereal and your milk. That's phase four. That's what gets the light. All the little rings outside of it until you get to the outside. That's the first three phases. So everything that is received into the vessel is to the inside of the vessel. This inner layer. And the other three layers that are that are the thickness of the wall, of the wall of the vessel. They're just there to hold and to strengthen this inner layer of the fourth phase. So that there will be enough strengthened to actually hold everything. If so imagine every single cup and bowl or vessel was actually paper thin. You wouldn't be able to put much in there because it would break. This is the job of the first three phases. They're there to reveal the fourth phase and they're also there to strengthen. To strengthen it so it can actually handle everything that's coming. 
ועל דעת זה יש להבין גם, גם כאן ברוחניות. And through this we can understand also how it works spiritually. Meaning what? שעיקר הבחינה המחזקת בתוכה את השפע The main concept, sorry, the, the main aspect that holds the light That's the fourth phase. And the first three phases They are the ones that are, that are there to reveal the fourth phase in its full power. Until it's ready to hold all of the sustenance, all the light that's coming. But they themselves, meaning the first three phases, They do not receive inner light. And therefore, They're called the outside of the vessel because they are outside of where the inner light is coming. That the third phase is outside the fourth phase, and the second phase is outside the third phase, and the first phase is outside the second phase, outside all of them. There's actually technically, a, in this vessel, there's technically a fifth thing here. There is another layer outside. That has no materialism whatsoever, so you can call it the air around the cup if you need to imagine something. That is the root of all of the four phases in the vessel. This air around the cup, this completely pure phase, before phase one, is actually where you re- the vessel receives the surrounding light. So it doesn't go to phase one, it goes to this fifth unnamed level that's the root for the four phases, and that's how it receives the surrounding light. So because of this wondrous level of elevation and purity that it has, only then is it capable of receiving the surrounding light, even though it is from afar. So now we've explained this splitting of the vessel. That the inner part of the vessel is the more materialized part of the vessel. Which is the fourth phase. And this is what receives the inner light. In the outer part of the vessel, is the, the outer part of the vessel, the first three phases, are the more purified, the more elevated part of the vessel. It's the root of the vessel. And this, the first three phases, and specifically the one outside, all the four phases, this unnamed part, this air around the cup, is what receives the surrounding light from afar. The enlak shot. If you've been paying attention, there should be a question that's been burning in, in your mind for 15 minutes now. So you shouldn't have this question that phase four 
isn't ready to receive. Why? Because we, we've been talking about this whole time, about the contraction and the masach and how phase four can't get the light. But now we're saying that phase four is the only thing that gets the inner light. So we're only talking about right now, returning light from phase four. And Rav Ashlag leaves a note here that we'll get in, which is where we'll start next time, to look at his taklut primit, to look at the, the deeper look of this chapter. And we'll explain what exactly it means that when we're talking about Ol we're now we don't have to think about Tsimtsum, the contraction in Masach. We had a technical day today. A lot of new concepts. The one takeaway I want everyone to have from this is that, you know, there's this saying opposites attract. And it's actually not true, especially in spirituality. If you want God to give you everything you're looking for, if you want your life to go well, you don't need to find something to complete you. Act like the people you want to be with. Act like the things that you want to receive. Be like God and you'll become like God. So for the rest of the week, if you're looking for rich, successful people to do business with, don't go looking for, some, for someone to complete your idea. Start acting like the people that you want to be with. Have a great week. 